0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Tim Bucker, Director of Spiritual Care at Western Home Communities.
1: Today we come to the end of 2 Chronicles, the end of this recording of the kings of Judah, and it has some positive information at the end and some hopeful information and some very negative, sad information. Zedekiah was the last king of Judah. He was 21 years old when he became king. The scripture tells us he reigned in Jerusalem for 11 years, but he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not humble himself before the prophet Jeremiah, who spoke the word of the Lord to him. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him take an oath in God's name. He became a stiff-necked and hardened person in his heart, He would not turn to the Lord, the God of Israel. It's fascinating to me as a minister to preach messages over the years and watch individuals come to worship service and listen to the message of the Lord from different people and to be aware that there's some individuals who, even though they're exposed to the word of the Lord, they experience even the presence of God in their lives. Their hearts remained very hardened. We never want to forget that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And I don't understand how so many of these kings had hard hearts and disobeyed God and rebelled against him. We have to have a file that we have in our lives that just is simply a file filled with things we don't quite understand. And this last king of Judah uh, was a rebel and he was unfaithful to God. And the Lord, the God of their fathers, sent word to them through messengers again and again, because he had pity on them, and he had pity on his dwelling place there in Jerusalem, the temple. But they mocked his messengers, despised his words, scoffed at his prophets, until the wrath of the Lord was aroused against his people, and there was no remedy. I mean, it's just so sad. And it's just another insight into the unseen world and this spiritual battle that's taking place in the hearts of people. And the fall of Judah would happen here. And The king of the Babylonians would come against him, kill their young men with the sword in the sanctuary. He didn't spare young men or young women, old men, the aged, all of them. He killed as many as he could, and he carried off to Babylon then all the riches of Judah and all the goods from the temple. And there's a little hope here. He carried into exile, into Babylon, the remnant, those who escaped from the sword. And they became servants there in Babylon, and they did it until the kingdom of Persia came to power. And during the 70 years, the land there in Jerusalem enjoyed its Sabbath rest until the time of its desolation and through that period of 70 years. And they completed those 70 years, the fulfillment, what the word of the Lord had spoken by Jeremiah. So God was unfolding his prophetic plan, his His prophecy that he had given to Jeremiah through this time and then it says in the first year of Cyrus king of Persia in order to fulfill the word of the Lord by Jeremiah the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus king of Persia to make a proclamation throughout his realm and he put into writing the Lord the God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has appointed me to build, and he was rebuilding, build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any one of his people among you, may the Lord his God be with him, and let him go up. It really is hard to understand how God works in the heart of this king, and there were so many kings that hearts were hardened. When you look back in history, there are many leaders who come to power that you... Think about what they've done in the world. You think of Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin and so many others, the kings who were there in the time of Jesus and Herod and Pontius Pilate and all of these things. It's, it's, it's mind boggling to think about those that are allowed in leadership that are not there to serve well. And we have this concern in our country right now in an election year, and people are very invested in wondering who's going to be our next president. But when you read through the scripture, you see the sovereignty of God is unfolding a plan. Proverbs 21.1, King Solomon tells us this, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm. God is working in the hearts and he can step in to the heart of a leader anytime, anywhere, and direct that heart to unfold his plan. I believe this is why we are commissioned to continually pray for the leaders that God has put in place. That God would help keep them humble so they can hear him when he moves in their heart. And then as we pray for them, we don't panic or fret or worry, but we trust in the sovereign, mighty hand of God. Second Chronicles teaches us that, that God is unfolding his plan in the world and nothing will stop him. We'll turn to Ezra tomorrow where King Cyrus, the king of, king of Persia, Cyrus, the king of Persia, begins rebuilding that temple. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for recording so much of history and how you work in history for us in your word Help us be mindful to listen to what you've instructed us as your people to do, to pray for our leaders, to listen, to be obedient to you. But then even as we watch what unfolds in world history, to trust that you are unfolding your good plan, and nothing can thwart what you will do. Thank you for this. Help it give us courage and hope and faith